0: Hello and welcome to Warshaw Burstein Perspectives, our continuing series of podcasts to help you understand key issues at the intersection of business and law. Today we look at the SEC examination priorities for 2019 that it has just announced with Merrill Weiner, partner at the New York-based law firm Warshaw Burstein. I'm John Metaxas and Merrill, always nice to speak with you.
1: Nice to speak with you again, John.
0: So what does uh, the official announcement of the examination priorities mean for the investment community?
1: This tells the investment community what the priorities are when the SEC walks in the door to examine uh, whatever entity uh, it is. The SEC cannot and certainly its uh, Office of Compliance and Inspection cannot examine all issues or all registrants for that matter. And this tells registrants what it should be focusing on in terms of its or their own
0: compliance programs. And so when a registrant uh, receives a letter from the Office of Compliance, Inspection, and Examinations, uh, how should they interpret that letter?
1: If it's an inspection for cause, uh, which we're not going to go into in this um, podcast, um, it means uh, they've done something wrong. If it's a notice of an inspection as a routine inspection, they will have to get together a a set of documents that are called for in the notice. And um, the documents called for will of necessity focus them on the areas where um, OC is concerned and where they're looking to sort of dig deep.
0: Now, it's my understanding there's a general framework for this. There are four so-called pillars that the SEC stands on. Uh, Can you tell us about that? Sure.
1: A little background. So the SEC has many offices, one of which is the one you just mentioned, OC. And OC is responsible for um, examining and overseeing compliance of the entities that are subject to SEC registration. So for example, um, OC um, examines and oversees compliance of investment advisors, broker-dealers, mutual funds, ETFs, National Securities Exchanges, and, and um, several other entities. OC conducts these examinations, but given the number of advisors and broker-dealers out there, it can't examine them all. Simply put, its resources and manpower will not allow it.
0: So how many examinations did OC uh, conduct last year?
1: OC conducted 3,150 examinations. Now, before you start thinking, well, that's a lot, keep in mind that that's based on possible on entities out there that could be examined that exceed 30,000. So OC then comes up with priorities. And these are the things OC is looking for or is going to be looking for when it conducts their uh, their examinations. Annually, OC comes up with a list of priorities. And these priorities are not, you know, they're not picked out of a hat. They're priorities based on its current assessment of uh, the dangers to the, to the market or to the investors at a given moment, um, it's also grounded on the four pillars uh, of, of OC and the SEC. Those four pillars are promoting compliance, preventing fraud, identifying and monitoring risk, and informing policy. So before we get to the actual priorities for 2019, I think it would be helpful to just take a step back and look at the four pillars and understand the basis on which the priorities are selected.
0: All right, let's go through them. The first one you mentioned was compliance.
1: So the first pillar is um, promoting compliance. Uh, OC, promotes compliance by identifying areas of concern and weakness in various registrants, and it lets them know about those concerns in um, deficiency letters that it sends. We're not gonna get into uh, referrals for enforcement because that sort of jacks up the level of an offense that's founded, but when OC um, discovers Uh, a a weakness, it will send a deficiency letter and it might well write up those deficiencies in a risk alert or in another publication that it uh, issues. Those those risk alerts, those deficiency letters, drive registrants to revise their own compliance policies and procedures, perhaps to change some of their business practices, to clarify some of their regulatory filings if they're not uh, completely accurate, and otherwise to um, enhance their disclosures. The second pillar would be uh, preventing fraud. In 2018, again, just to give you a sense of uh, OC and its charge, OC examinations have led to over- 160 referrals to the Division of Enforcement and to firms reimbursing or returning to investors over $35 million. So what's important to note, and we're gonna get into the specifics of the policy priorities uh, in a few moments, but OC conducted in 2018 retail-targeted examinations of broker-dealers that focused on potential misappropriation, uh, the sale of high-risk securities, and broker dealers who just didn't conduct sufficient research into investments and their appropriateness for their own clients. Uh, examination or OC's examinations of investment advisors in 2018 also were uh, targeted at preventing harm to retail investors, particularly seniors and people saving for retirement. So given that that's their focus, uh, their examinations identified advisors to examine who were perhaps suggesting mutual fund share classes to clients that were more expensive than other mutual fund share classes that perhaps were less expensive. They they looked into whether appropriate disclosure was made uh, for uh, whether there was adequate disclosure with respect to what it was they were offering their clients and whether there were less expensive options available to
0: them. And the third pillar is risk.
1: In that connection, uh, OC examined investment advisors who were um, who they deemed to be in an emerging risk area, namely those selling or recommending digital assets. OC examined firms that were required to comply with. Regulation uh, Systems Compliance and Integrity, commonly known as Reg SCI. Um, The purpose of examining those entities were, those are the registrants responsible for market infrastructure. And if uh, those registrants are not complying appropriately, they could compromise or disrupt the market Uh, significantly, and so they would be examined. And the last of the pillars is informing policy. And what's interesting to note about that is that OC's program is such that it gathers information, and when it conducts these examinations, it provides insight to other SEC divisions and offices regarding how registered entities implemented the SEC's rules, uh, and more importantly, the practical difficulties challenged uh, that, that registrants were challenged with in complying with these rules. Oftentimes it will happen that the SEC will promulgate a rule and the rule just, it doesn't work, or it works for very large entities but becomes Uh, an impractical hurdle for a smaller entity. So as a result of the information gleaned in OC examinations, it's able uh, to convey that to the SEC at large.
0: You're listening to Warshaw Burstein Perspectives, the podcast of the mid-sized New York law firm, Warshaw Burstein, and we are discussing the SEC examination priorities for 2019 with Merrill Wiener, a partner at Warshaw Burstein. Those are the four pillars that the uh, SEC uh, bases its uh, look at uh, its uh, registered uh, broker-dealers what is new this year in terms of the examination priorities and and how should uh, broker dealers uh, and other registrants uh, be looking at that
1: so that's a great question because the um the answer is not much there are six priorities that uh, oc has uh singled out and only one of them is new uh that new one is digital assets and we'll get to that Uh, what's interesting is that OC doesn't come up with a new list with necessarily a new list every year. It comes up with prioritizing examinations of practices, products, and services that it believes present potential heightened risk to investors or the integrity of the U.S. capital markets. And so it's not terribly significant that the priorities don't change all that much uh, from year to year. What's interesting is that while the priorities drive many of OC's examinations, the scope of any examination is determined through a risk-based approach that includes an analysis of a registrant's operations, its products, um, uh, and, and various other factors we can, what I'd like to do is enumerate the six priorities and then deal with each of them uh, in, in, in sequence. Number one, matters of importance to retail investors, including seniors and those saving for retirement. Two, compliance and risk in registrants responsible for critical market infrastructure. Three, select areas and programs of FINRA and MSRB. Four, cybersecurity. Five, anti-money laundering, and six, and that's the new one, digital assets.
0: Let's start with the first one. Uh, we're talking about retail investors. Uh, the SEC obviously has a very uh, much of an interest in them.
1: Senior investors are considered at at always at risk uh, because they're considered by the SEC to be a vulnerable uh, class of people. So the SEC spends, uh, the SEC and and in particular OC spend a lot of time focusing on entities that service uh, senior, uh, what are deemed senior uh, retail investors and um, examine different practices that would affect them directly or indirectly. So, one thing that's focused on within this exam priority number one is fees and expenses. OC looks at the fees that are charged to these advisory clients, and they want to make sure that they're assessed in accordance with the uh, the underlying client agreements and firm disclosures. So, for example, if um, if uh, an agreement provides that a client is only going to pay a 1% fee, OC wants to make sure that indeed it's only a 1% fee and there aren't hidden charges and obligations that would make that 1% fee 1.5%. They foc- OC focuses on conflicts of interest. They, wanna, they want to make sure that Uh, there are no conflicts of interest or if they are or if there are that they're appropriately and adequately disclosed. So a prime thing that OC would be looking at in this regard is um, when a when a registered entity uses the products or services of one of its affiliated entities. It's it's easy to see how a conflict of interest arises and they're going to look at what's going on behind use of uh, a a product of an affiliated service provider. Um, OC is going to look at um, whether uh, advisors and broker-dealers are adequately disclosing to their clients the risks that are involved in the securities that it recommends again in connection with conflicts of interest they're going to look very carefully at registrants that allow themselves or whose agreement or whose agreements allow for borrowing funds from clients the important thing is that disclosure has been made OC is also going to focus on the particular products that are being recommended to senior investors and for retirement accounts. How does the broker-dealer interact with uh, senior investors? What services are, and products are being offered to them? How appropriate is the particular investment being recommended if a, uh, if a product is being recommended to a retail senior investor that doesn't expect to come into the money, so to say, for 10 years, clearly that would be an inappropriate recommendation for a senior. There may be nothing wrong with the product were it recommended to a 20-year-old or a 40-year-old, but not so much for a a 70 or an 80-year-old. Another thing OC focuses on in connection with this uh, priority is portfolio management and trading. What are the firm's practices for executing trades? For allocating investment opportunities among clients fairly? You want to make sure that there's the client objectives are being met, that critical information is being disclosed, that larger clients aren't being preferred over smaller ones. That clients paying, that investors paying higher fees aren't getting better uh, allocation than clients paying lesser ones. And again, when you're dealing with a, a, a retail investor, especially seniors, you can see where they would... Uh, be on the, on the low end of that client differentiation. Another thing OC looks at is advisors that are new and have never been examined before because they're new or, um, or advisors that haven't been uh, examined in, in a long time. So that, again, is part of sort of the risk-based approach where um, it's possible that an advisor hasn't been examined and uh, its business model has changed. So that would be a kind of investor, a, a kind of registrant that, uh, that would be examined. Another thing the um, OC would focus on are mutual funds and exchange-traded funds, and the reason is is that that's a very popular uh, or it's a primary investment vehicle for um, many retail investors. And so uh, entities uh, that recommend mutual funds or ETFs and the mutual funds and ETFs themselves would be um, the focus of OC examinations. OC focuses on uh, municipal advisors. Uh, especially those that have never been examined, similar to uh, investment advisors that have never been examined. You want to make sure that uh, they are complying with the MSRB rules. OC also focuses on broker-dealers who uh, are entrusted with customer accounts. If if a broker-dealer is holding customer cash and securities, you want to make sure that those assets are safeguarded and they're accurately and they're being accurately uh, reported. You want to make sure that entities are careful about using or not using more more correctly that they may not use uh, customer accounts as working capital and they're going to be checking for that. Another thing they check on is microcap securities. Microcap securities is typically defined as uh, stocks of companies with a market cap- capitalization of under 250 million. So if it's a micro if it's a if it's an entity selling microcap securities they're going to be looked at because again you're dealing with a with an iffy situation and that's those are basically the the kinds of things that OC is focusing on in connection with its exam priority that is concerned with retail investors in particular Elderly retail investors,
0: and it would seem uh, coursing through all of those priorities is the the issue of disclosure. you mentioned that word several times uh, regarding each of these. Uh, I take it the wording of marketing materials, the wording of contractual uh, obligations with the clients, these have to be very carefully vetted.
1: If there were one key word, one piece of advice, one guideline that I would give to any client, any investor, any registrant, the word would be disclosure. Not that disclosure cures everything. You can't go out and tell somebody I'm going to murder, I'm going to commit murder. But disclosure takes care of a lot of
0: problems. We're speaking with Merrill Wiener, a partner at Warshire Burstein, about the exam priorities for the SEC. We've been uh, talking about the four pillars of uh, the SEC exam priorities, and now the six themes. We've gone through the first one, retail senior investors. Shall we move on to compliance and risk?
1: Sure. Exam priority number two is compliance and risk in registrants that are responsible for critical market infrastructure. So O.C. is going to examine clearing agencies, transfer agents, national securities exchanges, entities subject to regulation SCI, which I mentioned earlier, because it it needs to make certain that the uh, fundamental structure of the marketplace itself is intact. The next exam priority is FINRA and MSRB. Interestingly, OC examine, examines FINRA, which itself conducts examinations of broker-dealers and municipal advisors that are also registered as broker-dealers. And OC conducts examinations of MSRB, or MSRB members to ensure compliance with MSRB rules. So, it's a, that's a long way of saying uh, OC examines entities that themselves examine their own registrants. Another priority is cybersecurity. OC focuses on proper configuration of network storage devices, information security governance, policies and procedures related to retail trading information security, access rights and control, data loss prevention, vendor management. And the reason is because cybersecurity protection is critical to operation of financial markets, and so Notwithstanding that cybersecurity, among these others, was, was a priority in prior years, it nevertheless continues to be because it is so vitally important. The next exam priority, number five, is uh, the anti-money laundering programs, uh, commonly referred to as AML. And OC continues to prioritize broker-dealer compliance with AML Uh, obligations that are required by the Bank Secrecy Act, including and in particular dwelling on the filing of suspicious activity reports, or SARs as they're called, with uh, FinCEN. Uh, It wants to make sure that registrants themselves are conducting independent tests of their own AML programs. OC examines to ensure that broker-dealers have policies that are in place that are designed to identify suspicious activity and illegal money laundering. The last of the priorities is digital assets.
0: And what is a digital asset?
1: Uh, Digital assets is something that can be owned but has no physical presence presence. So, for example, um, software in the form of a code, information on databases, knowledge recorded on websites, a domain name. It includes cryptocurrencies, coins, and tokens. And, and, And digital assets is the one additional theme of OC's 2019 exam procedures. The digital market of course has grown rapidly and so therefore the number of digital asset market participants also has grown rapidly. OC will examine firms engaged in the digital asset market and will monitor the offer and the sale and the management of digital assets. Because again, it's concerned with the safety of client funds and assets and the pricing of client portfolios with compliance and with internal controls. So, that basically sets out what it is OC will be looking for in the event it comes knocking at your door in 2019. The priorities reflect what OC perceives as its assessment of certain risks certain issues, certain policy matters um, that arise from market and regulatory developments, information gathered from examinations and other sources. These sources can include tips, complaints, referrals, discussions with senior leaderships and boards of directors at the very entities it examines, and coordination with other regulators. What's important to bear in mind is that this list of priorities is not exclusive. It doesn't encompass all the areas that will be addressed in any examinations. It will be areas that for sure will be examined, but not necessarily all. On top of that, OC's risk based approach, both in selecting the entities. And also in determining the scope of risk area risk areas to examine, it remains flexible and it's subject to change to cover emerging issues or emerging risks that OC perceives in the marketplace as they arise. So we OC to come, and present and, and 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 present you with um, notice of an examination. Um, it will not begin and end on these six priorities. It may well take on a life of its own, depending on what OC discovers in the course of the examination, in terms of how OC perceives the scope of the particular business of the entity that it's examining.
0: So an established broker-dealer likely will have gone through one of these before. What about the, the new entity, perhaps the uh, person who started a hedge fund or the person who's never been uh, examined before? Any special advice for them in uh, dealing with one of these examinations?
1: The first rule would be to make certain that you contact uh, your lawyer. You should not contact the OC uh, OC by yourself and negotiate with them by yourself because sometimes uh, lawyers can uh, better direct the list of documents being uh, requested, can perhaps narrow the scope of areas that uh, OC is is looking into, but the most important thing is to be be helpful, not look like you're hiding something, and presumably you're not. A newly formed uh, hedge fund manager should bear in mind that compliance with SEC regulations is as important to that entity or to you as it is to a, a long established entity, and you're not going to get cut slack just because you're the new kid on the block.
0: Okay, good advice. Uh, Thank you, uh, Merrill Wiener, for sharing your knowledge and insights about the SEC exam priorities with us on Warshaw Burstein Perspectives. Uh, Speaking of contacting your lawyer, how can our listeners reach you if they want to learn more about this subject?
1: You can always email me at mwiener, W-I-E-N-E-R, at wb. All
0: right, Merrill, thanks again. It's always a pleasure speaking with you. And please go to WBNY.com for other Warshaw Burstein perspectives, podcasts, and uh, for more information about the Warshaw Burstein Law Firm. Thanks for listening. I'm John Metaxas.